This episode of the Oversell Podcast is dedicated to Richard Rouser. We love you and we miss you, Pappy Dick. Farewell. Episode 11, and we are talking all things professional wrestling. Stick around. This is the Oversell Podcast! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this episode of the Oversell Podcast. My name is Derek. I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And we are here to talk a little professional wrestling. I hope you missed us last week. We sure did missed talking for you guys, to you guys, whatever you want to call it. But it we like are back. forever. And we are better than ever. <laughs> uh, thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing on iTunes. Thank you for, if you've left a five-star review, if you haven't, go give us five stars on iTunes. Leave a nice little comment. Uh, four stars, five stars. You know, follow us on Twitter at Oversell Podcast. I'm at Shropnuts, S C H R O E P N U T S. I am at One Dangerous Dan, Wolf Mike 23. Guys, how you doing? Missed you last week. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, couldn't be here, but hey, stuff happens, man. That's right. Had the death in the family, had to take care of business. You're back in action, though. Back and better than ever. Everybody's back, and uh, we're. I'm raring to go. I want to talk some pro wrestling, man. <laughs> and we did have the biggest month. Last month, correct? Yes, we had our most downloads for a month. Thank you for everyone. What for, was the grand total there? I think 289 downloads wow. or something like that. We beat, our, we beat our first month, which was month, month, which was our best month. And that that's all of you listening. Thank you yeah. so much. Hello to all our all our uh, Australian listeners, all one of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> we did see you on Twitter there, and uh, we just like to say hi over there on down under. And uh, it's it's amazing sometimes the people that you reach on the internet and it's crazy. But uh, I'm, I'm I'm glad we've got fans that are that are abroad and just all over the country and all over the earth actually. And that listen to us and yeah. listen to us repeatedly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, guys, let's get to it. Um, Dan, I know you don't have cable, so it's kind of hard for you. But Mike, have you been watching Tough Enough? Uh, yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> I'm kind of glad I don't have cable at this you know, point. <laughs> I, I don't. I like. I, I think I like this season. It's um, they had to change to kind of move into what a lot of reality shows now. I do like that the people have the power to keep who they want, right? Because um, the guy that went this week, Alex, he had to go just by the, some of the moronic comments he made. I mean, how are you going to try to get a job with the WWE and then say? You don't need to know any of the history right. about it. And, his his exact words were, well, okay, I'm paraphrasing now because I don't remember his exact words, but he said something to the effect that the knowledge is, how did he word it? Moot point or something? No, or knowledge. It, it was worse than that. It, it was, it, when, you, when, when we actually pull up the quote, it, I'll knowledge, probably knowledge hit the is ceiling not, if I, think, I hear it. <laughs> I think it was something like knowledge is not important or something like yeah. that. Oh, and, my God. And I think when Hogan called him out to you know, grill him on things, you can kind of tell Hogan was a little irked by that comment. Oh, yeah. they, I mean, all, I, they all were, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, I mean, one of the things that I always tried to instill in the guys that I was around and everything, and you know, we always talked about stuff when I was training, even when I was first started training. You know, and I I realized certain things, and they're like WWE doesn't want certain types of people. 
you know. They want a well-rounded individual, and they want, you know, they don't want somebody who's eat, slept, and breathed WWE since they were two years old, you know. They want somebody who they can count on to be dependable well, and, but, you know, be uh, at the same time be knowledgeable about wrestling. Well, yeah, so. but I think that in order to be a wrestler, you have to grow up to be a fan of it. And this Alice guy sounded like he was not just okay, the biggest his, his wrestling ex- fan. His exact words, and it would be funny even if it wasn't about wrestling, his words were, knowledge means nothing. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, needless to say... <laughs> When they, you know, yeah, I'm so glad I don't have cable right now. <laughs> so when they get to the voting, you know, they they vote to pick who they want to stay. That guy had the least amount of votes. Oh jeez. And I'll tell you something: who someone who's killing it on this show? And that's Paige. Oh yeah, Paige is tearing it up as a judge. The way she broke down. Yeah, she doesn't make. Shit she doesn't. Anybody. She does not play. <laughs> she is serious about. The, and you know that's good to see from the judges because that's what you know these guys. I bet you Paige has a huge chip on their her shoulder. Oh yeah. Dealing with this and well, I'll tell you right now. Um, I mean, it really is a slap in the face to just about anybody and everybody there who has like grown up in a wrestling family like Paige has, or grown up in a wrestling family like Natty Nightheart or anybody else like that. Right. Has. I mean, it's like well, like and it's and, basically and this this is my entire problem with Tough Enough. Okay, I'm gonna knock it until you know. Until I'm done knocking it, <laughs> <laughs> and this is partly why I brought it up. And you know, cause, and it's basically because it's just to get ratings. This competition yeah. means absolutely nothing, and they've proven that with the past seasons. Oh yeah, the competition means nothing. It means absolutely nothing. If you win the competition, hey, you might win, hey, a million dollars. What is it? Well, what are you what are you 250000 250000 yeah. $250, you, you know what's funny is the guys, with the exception of John Morrison, most of the people that have gotten the most success out of it. Are the ones who didn't win. Yeah. yeah. Like Ryback and The Miz. Yeah. Freaking, um, <laughs> what's the name? What's the, um. Oh, you had the boogeyman who didn't even make the cut on the show. Right. right. He, he, he lied to get into the tryout and they kicked him out of the tryout. Yeah. He lied about his age. Yeah. And then he shows up on WWE TV like six months yeah, later. For a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marty Wright, man. And dude's a hoss, by the way. I mean, for 45 years old when he tried out. Oh, yeah. Dude was a hoss. And, you know, and then they looked at his application. Wait, you said you were 30 on the application. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Whoops. He <laughs> <laughs> was like, yes, I lied on my application. Well, we don't take liars. Bye. And oh, then you hey. felt bad for the guy, and then he shows up on TV uh, yeah. like yeah. six hey, months later. They asked him, hey, can you bust a clock over your head? Sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll be the best clock buster you've ever seen. Uh, can you eat these worms? <laughs> oh, We're just wondering. And anytime he connected with people, <laughs> anytime he connected with people in the ring, you know, he was all out. He was good. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. he wrestled, you know. But, it, but you know, the WWE character he did, it was all about his character. It wasn't about the way he wrestled. So, yeah. you know. But he pulled it off. Made money on it. You know, still does. So, but you know, my th- back to my whole problem with the tough enough thing. The t- the competition means absolutely nothing. That Alex guy, you'll probably see him on NXT in eight months. No, I I highly doubt it. I you, highly no, doubt it. You, look back, and I'll use this as a perfect example. I'll use this as a perfect example. You're gonna drop some knowledge. I'm gonna drop some knowledge. <laughs> well, knowledge you guys means nothing right here, <laughs> even though it means absolutely nothing. <laughs> okay. I want a perfect example. The two girls that were the Funkadactyls. Yeah. 
<laughs> Naomi. You know already where <laughs> I'm going. Yeah. You know already where I'm going. <laughs> Melina versus Alicia Fox. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was the greatest match she ever saw. You know, are you shitting me? Seriously. Well, you know, actually, I found out that that was, um, you know, they edited that highly to make her look as good. Because I think at one point she said Owen Hart versus Bret Hart. Uh, I'm sorry. You can't you can't edit her and make her look good. I mean, she, well, tried, no, they she made, tried did to it purposely to... by sitting on her back, on their back the other, you know, couple of months ago. <laughs> I mean, and, you know, she's screaming at the ref to, pin, you know, count shoulders down. And the ref's like, oh, she's laying on her stomach. <laughs> 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 and that was one of the greatest things I've seen. I swear, you know, and that's, she got kicked out. She got kicked out of Tough Enough, you know? So, I mean, that right there, that tells you, anybody you see getting kicked out at this point, it's going to have a contract in six or eight months. It's probably going to be over there in the in the performance center, you know, training and whatnot for a couple of months, and then you'll see him on NXT as a job guy or something like that. Well, and, this is going to be my prediction for this season of Tough Enough. Um, it's going to come down for the men. It's going to come down to Patrick, and it's going to come down to ZZ because the fans are not going to let him get away. Right. He he's a true character on that show, and that's what it, you know. I think his body can be built, hard working out, cardio, 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 and I think they would have a character like imagine, like here's how I would book it. So he wins tough enough, and as he's celebrating. Bray Wyatt comes in, just grabs him, and takes him to the back and hypnotizes him. That's exactly what I was thinking. I, me and Amanda and, talked about that last night as we were watching and it. Just brings him into the brings him into a cult, and then ZZ is he's gotten in an NXT. He is the the herald uh, for Bray Wyatt to deliver his message. You know, he could learn from Bray cutting promos. I mean, he was built to be yeah. in a cult with Bray Wyatt, and he's only what like eighteen? Yeah, is that right? Eighteen <laughs> or nineteen? Eighteen, nineteen. He's the star of <laughs> yeah. the show. Wow. Dan, you would like this guy. He's down from Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Real wrestled, Cajun accent. It, it, it real uh, wrestles alligators. <laughs> I mean, now the first challenge he got like blown up because you know he's not very in shape at the moment. Yeah, but that comes with time. Eighteen years old, you got plenty of time to yeah get him in a get him in a workout room. I mean, you you, you work him out seven days a week and he'll he'll drop oh, yeah. whatever weight yeah, he's yeah. got. Right. Oh yeah. And he, uh, he's got a lot of weight. I mean we'll <laughs> I'll say that. He he's built like Bray Wyatt. He mm-hmm. just doesn't have the cardio yet. And right. cardio can be given. You all you have to get your ass on that treadmill and don't get off until I tell you to. Yeah. But he, he has a well, kick I, and you say cardio in that in that respect though. In ring cardio is different from right. oh, absolutely. cardio well and I, and for this I, guy it's a hard lesson to learn. I mean like for this guy, any cardio is going to well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any cardio at all, whatsoever. Learning to breathe in his nose and out his mouth is going to help him much. But, yeah, he's going to. I think he's going to be the star of this show. All right. Mike, you, you pretty much agree, don't you? Yeah. As of right now, I mean, I can't remember the other guy's name. Real big, tall guy with the... Joe... I can't remember. Yeah, with the I mean, hair. I could pull it up, but I it's think not that important to me right now. That Tanner guy, I think once they start going in ring, he's not going to... Yeah, Tanner's impressing everybody because he's... Winning challenges. He's, right. And he's really athletic. Well, we got that okay. here UFC, but, dude. Yeah, the other guy, he's got the look. He's got the size. Like he's. Oh, yeah, he's I, a Vince if, McMahon guy. Uh, yeah, if Vince McMahon was there, he'd be hey. like, okay, let's stop the com- you know the competition. This guy gets it. This guy, there. he's going to be a star. But I'm glad you brought let's up competition. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's what I don't like about this season so far, is and 
going back to the other seasons, yeah, they did kind of start out slow, but we're in the second week, and the only training they've had is back bumps. Yeah. And they didn't start until well, this week. Well, that, that's only what they're showing, so who knows? Right. <clears throat> and some of those bumps look like they've taken already taken a couple. Have they said how long the, Ten the weeks. contest is supposed to go on? Ten weeks. Ten weeks. Okay. And they we're going to get a male. And the women, I have no idea. <laughs> it's hard to say. Like yeah. that Diana chick's killing it right now, but nobody likes her. And right. All, think, all it's going to take for her is to say one wrong thing that the fans don't like, right. and then she's right. gone. I think I think I could see Sarah Lee winning it just because she's going to start once in ring action goes. I think she's going to be able to because she's named after a cheesecake, yeah. as Paige said. <laughs> yeah, Paige was. <laughs> Paige said that's the only way she remembers her name is because she's <laughs> named after a cheesecake. Oh my god, that's, that's hilarious. Paige, I, it's great. I, once again, I'm going to say again, it's great watching her. Because she just, you can see, you can almost see the chip on her shoulder. Oh, yeah. Well, I could, t- I could tell you, it's not a chip, okay? It, it is looking at people who you know, are, and have any of these guys ever been in the wrestling business, or is this just a fresh start? Or is any, is I think any this of time they went wrestlers? a lot. They're a lot more greenhorns than the one they did with Stone Cold. You know, okay. Stone, the one right. with Stone Cold, they brought in a lot of in, a couple indie guys. Right. Yeah, they right. brought in they brought in like five or six indie people, like Matt Cross. Right. Yeah. And you know, that's my thing. Is like you got people that have like put you know decades of their lives, you know, and they're sitting right next to people that you know have been in the business for a cup of coffee, you right. know, and you know just all of a sudden woke up one day. I want to be a WWE superstar, ho ho, you know. And you know, I didn't wake up one day and go, I wanted to be a WWE superstar. I woke up one day and said, I wanted to be a wrestler. Right, because being WWE superstar doesn't mean you're a wrestler. No, it means you're an entertainer. I wanted to be a wrestler, so that was just my thing, you know. But, <clears throat> but, but you know, it, it it goes with it comes with the territory of being in the business for so long, and then it's not so much a chip as you've got to look at people and tell them and give them a dose of reality. And you know, that was always my guilty pleasure was. I was the one in the locker room that everybody came to for an honest answer. Because <laughs> they knew I wasn't going to sugarcoat anything, you know. And it was just like, you know, if I liked you, I would try to sugarcoat it as much as possible. But 90% of the time, I was just, you know, this is my opinion. I'm sorry if you don't like it. <laughs> you know. So, some people didn't like it and got their feelings hurt. and Others, you know, took it in stride and used it and made themselves better. So and it and that's that's what's gonna that's what it's gonna amount to in the long run, you know, if this is a real contest, which I don't think it is. It doesn't I don't seem think like it is. Because right now, like I said, my main problem is they haven't shown hardly any training, anything that has to do with wrestling. They're just doing the competitions to for the hell of it basically. I mean they yeah. say, you know, in wrestling, you've got to be able to do this, and then it's some random competition where you've got to run upstairs. Mm-hmm. And then this past week, it was they had to swim through the water, go get the title, and bring it back. Was that the Swamp Challenge? I yeah. read something about that. <clears throat> right. And then after that, they were like, okay, now we're going to show you how to do a back bump. And that was the first time they'd done anything Oh, you should have seen it, too. They gave them helmets to wear and everything. Oh, oh yeah. They had... Oh. <laughs> Wish but I had a helmet. They, when I was training. They, there's a picture of it right there. Yes. Yeah, they it. did a flat back bump, and then they went up to the top rope and did a back bump off of it. 
Why are you doing back bumps off the top rope? And, and you could t- the mat was a little oh you could see padded. it was padded. Okay, yeah, it but, was definitely padded. You know, it's uh, <laughs> but I mean, two weeks I in, didn't do back they're, bumps off the they're top just rope getting ever. to back bumps. Well, and uh, granted, I know we're not seeing everything, but right. we back bumps had to have only been introduced this past week because if it was prior to that, we would have seen who was you know eliminated the week prior. Right. We'll see. It we'll just, see how it goes. I mean, it, it, they're not. Maybe they're trying. At first, I think maybe they're trying to weed out the people that a don't want to be there and b can't be there right. yeah, I get or that. shouldn't be there or, or shouldn't. <laughs> well, that's yeah. most of them. <laughs> <laughs> Man, uh, well, you know that swamp challenge they had to do. Patrick um, uh, couldn't swim, oh. so he gets out there like and two or three of them couldn't <laughs> swim. <laughs> well, Alex could swim, but he got he, he got blown up. He yeah. just he just he went, got exhausted, and had, a lifeguard had to go in and actually pull, give him a flotation device and pull him out. Wow! <laughs> I felt bad for Patrick though, because you know he couldn't swim. He was out there trying his hardest, and then Booker T was like, "All right, look, you know, just come back." And he threw him the uh, the life vest, and it kept but floating down river. Like, he was like paddling so hard trying to get to it. He was pushing it away. So the the harder he tried to get to the life vest, the further away it wow. got from him. And Booker T was, and then like he comes in and he keeps trying to swim, and Lita just starts screaming out, "Stand up!" Just <laughs> yeah, stand, just stand up. He stands, he up, stands up. The waters up. to this like his thighs. It's, it's waist deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Abby got a good laugh out of that one too. Oh my God. I really like. Um, we're gonna move on here. I really like what uh, being able to watch Ring of Honor now. Okay. The new it's great finally because Ring of Honor's mostly been, I think, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, you know, those more northern up north. Or, yeah. And being able to watch it here, like they've done a lot of stuff in Canada, they, they, like Toronto, I think. Right. Their show, if they can get some money for better production, better lights, they they could have something. I think that's what makes it special is it it's it's not about the production it's about the product and it could be the downfall of TNA. Oh yeah. You know because well, if if Destination America is that the Yeah, yes. correct. Okay. Yes. Destination America has them on there before TNA, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. <clears throat> so if Destination America is actually watching and the ratings go up for Ring of Honor higher than they do for TNA. Right. I bet you Destination America is going to throw some money at that. Well, as of right now, in September, is that yeah, right? The, the, the rumor is TNA's gone. TNA could be gone by September. Wow. Now everybody's saying, but, "No, no, we're still sticking around." That's you know, we haven't heard anything like that. But I've heard rumors of a merger between Jeff Jarrett's GFW and TNA. That's and what I've they're also, trying to do I've right now. I've also heard rumors that Jeff Jarrett's buying back TNA. That, you know, that actually be good for that company. I think it would be. It would be a, it would be the shot in the arm that it needs because they're losing people left and right. Oh yeah, yeah. people people are jumping off the swinging yeah, ship. People at. people that have been there since the beginning, right? Like Magnus is now in Global Force. I think he signed yeah. with them. Yeah. Um. Uh. Awesome Kong just left. Yep. Uh. Couple- Shout out to all my Global Force wrestling buddies too. Uh. Chris Masters and uh, Dustin Starr. Brandon Baxter. Uh. Will Gibson, the referee. Actually, Brandon Baxter is the vice president of live events or something like that. For them? Yep. For, okay, yeah, Brandon Baxter, yeah. Um, golly, I know I'm missing somebody, but I mean yeah, that, we can keep talking. You know, <laughs> you know I, I'm, I, would like to, I wouldn't mind seeing Global Force do an event, maybe, or actually in Memphis. Well, they did, they're in the ball fields right now. Right. And I don't know what the connection is with Jeff Jarrett and ball fields, but 
you know, he's got an in with somebody in the in the minor leagues that can get him into. Yeah, because I, I remember uh, TNA arenas. had been here at AutoZone. Yeah, like several times. Over he, the last he's few got years. A, he's got an in with somebody in the minor league baseball, uh, you know, circle that can get him into arenas like that. I guess. And Jeff Jarrett actually said something recently too that I think all three of us would agree with, and he said if there is a pro wrestling Hall of Fame. The perfect building for it is in Midtown Memphis, and mm-hmm. that is the Mid South Coliseum. Yes. Right. So thank you for that, Jeff Jarrett. Yes. <laughs> Thanks and for the endorsement. The, the I think the, I think the uh, the committee actually met on that. Yeah, and, they had uh, a couple of ideas. They had a couple do. of ideas, and it didn't include any of the thing about pro wrestling. Right. But, you know, I think I think it might be on track to be repurposed. You know, I think they've got some good ideas for it at least. I still yeah. want a pro wrestling hall of fame. I still want a pro wrestling oh, yeah. hall of fame too. It doesn't, and it, it, I know that. It, please know if you're listening to us, we're not talking about the uh, physical location for the WWE Hall of Fame. We are talking about a pro wrestling hall right. of fame. Pro wrestling hall of fame. Period. Right. Not WWE Hall of Fame. Not anything like that. For like mid, know? the guys from mid south. From although that CWA. would be cool too. Oh, well, yeah, they, absolutely. They're going to need it. They're, they'll need a little bit of an endorsement from the WWE. I think. I. Th- but. I think they're using it kind of as a as a uh, sideshow for WrestleMania every year as part of the ticket attraction. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That, but so. they are they are talking about building a physical building for it in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, they've so, been talking about that for years. Yeah, they've been yeah. talking about it for forever. Well, now that they got the Performance Center down there, and NXT is a huge oh, yeah. thing down there. You know, I'm sure they yeah, could it's possible now. Easily yeah. find a spot for them. Yep. But uh, yeah, I'm really impressed with Ring of Honor. Watched AJ Styles take on Adam Cole. That was a hellacious match. I bet that was a barn burn. They really need to get. I want before AJ Styles can retire. I want to see him in NXT. <laughs> that would be the independent or the it's internet. Hard, it's hard for me to believe how old AJ Styles actually well, is. Oh right. yeah, I think he's just a year or two older than I am. Still, and I mean, like, still he's going at it. Right. I mean, right, he's got right. he's got the cardio. Well, just, if 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 he needs to get signed on by WWE, it, nice, it now needs to be the time. Well, oh, look, yeah. you've got Samoa Joe, Kevin yeah. Owens. Finn Balor, Hideo Itami, and add in AJ Styles to that, the yeah. internet wrestling community would lose its mind. And there, and you know, there's still that rumor that they're planning on having three touring brands by 2017. Yeah. So I mean, are they going to build NXT and then try to build something else after? Well, there's after NXT's they think traveling NXT's now. Doing? They should. They so. really, technically, they already have it because yeah. NXT's traveling. Come to Memphis, NXT. I want a Memphis show. Yeah. We'll do it in the Channel Five newsroom or Channel Five <laughs> studio. The old Channel Five studio doesn't exist anymore, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> well, we'll do it in the new Channel Five studio. Yeah. The uh, the old Channel Five studio is uh, if you if you guys ever uh, on the pod on the, our listeners, if you ever uh, look up any of the uh, CWA, USWA, uh, Memphis Power Pro, any of that stuff. That was act- Memphis actually, Championship. Yeah, Memphis Championship. Yeah. Uh, no, any of this stuff. Actually, that was on. Channel thirty, I think. Was it thirteen? Maybe or something. No, like it was that? on 30, thirty. Thirty. Okay. thirty. That was. But any of that, the last breath of Memphis wrestling. Yeah, the one that really threw over the edge. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, the um, you know any of that stuff that you can YouTube. Um, you know, you're you're actually seeing the inside of Channel Five Studios. Um, so that you know, it's it's kind of like an enclosed area. It's got like you know three rows of bleacher seats on two sides of the ring, and right. you know, I always wanted to go. You know, and I actually sent off for tickets <laughs> uh, one time, but the tickets that they sent me were for the week previous. 
<laughs> so I don't know if it was just like a rib or what, but <laughs> I've, got, I've got to see wrestling in Channel Five Studios twice. Yeah. One time, um, my SYS football team, the Brownsville Red Broncos, mm-hmm. every week they're going to bring in an SYS team. We were first. Yeah. Because my dad was actually doing a gimmick at the time, and he talked them into this with Downtown Bruno. Because mm-hmm. Downtown Bruno came into his radios to show and like busted a picture of Elvis or something like that. And ah. it became a big thing, and then they had a match at the casinos. Nice. Uh, another time, uh, something happened between Jerry Lawler, Corey Macklin, and Dave Brown. Mm-hmm. And one Saturday morning, it was like, Seven thirty, eight o'clock, and I was just watching TV in the living room, and Dad gets a call from his buddy John Rainey. And he says, Bud, what do you have planned today? He's like, I don't know. He instantly says, cancel it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, I just got a call from Jerry Lawler. He wants us to host Channel 5 Wrestling. Uh-huh. And he was like, can I bring Derek? He's like, yeah, sure, bring Derek. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to sit I got to sit in like the front row. Nice. And this, I actually found this show on YouTube and watched it. Yeah. And uh, I got to sit in the front row of the whole show. Um, it, that was back when uh, the Nation of Domination had their Memphis chapter that was led by PG-13 Yeah, <laughs> back in those days. Now, that SYS show, this is when I learned how great of a heel Reggie B. Fine is. Mm-hmm. Reggie B. Fine, before the show, just to get us kind of going, he pokes his head out, and he's got this little bald head. Mm-hmm. He pokes his head, and he says, what's that sitting over there? Looks like a bunch of Girl Scouts because we all had our football uniforms on, our football jerseys, and <laughs> like we're not boys, Girl Scouts, we're football <laughs> players. Uh, nice. And uh, in, in, in the in the match, you know, he, like I said, his head was balder than a baby's butt. And uh, he, got, I forgot who he was wrestling, but the guy took him down, and he stands back up and he says, "Hey, ref, he pulled my hair." Yeah, and we're all yelling, "You don't have any hair, you don't." He's like, shut up, Girl Scouts. And, <laughs> and another thing from that show, do you remember Billy Jack Haynes? Yeah. Billy Jack Haynes, uh, we, everyone wanted to see him uh, wrestle. He was he was holding the unified heavyweight title, and everyone wanted to see him wrestle Brian Christopher. We kept yelling, chanting, Billy Jack is scared. Finally, he agrees to it. They have the match. We're still chanting, Billy Jack is scared in the match. He, Billy Jack gets thrown outside in front of one of my friends, and he yells at him, well, what am I supposed to be scared of? And the kid is just like, oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Channel 5, man. Those that are some good re- times yeah. of wrestling. Jerry Lawler getting hit by a car. Oh, God. Eddie, anything Eddie Gilbert. Uh, if you uh, really want to look up something great on YouTube, and I've said it before on this show, and I'll say it again just because it was such a cool angle. It's Eddie Gilbert and Tommy Wildfire Rich in the Tag Team of the Year Award angle. Yeah, yeah. Where they beat the hell out of each other, and they were... They got color. Yeah. Mm. And this is on Channel 5 Wrestling. And, I mean, there are pools of blood on the floor. Mm-hmm. So, moving on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're checking out NXT right now. This inf- this angle they have with Bull Dempsey, as far as him just being a chubby dude and wanting to eat food all the time. You know, I'm glad they're doing something with it because he's a big dude and... The internet wrestling community gets something they're probably really happy, and that's Finn Balor and Samoa Joe in a match with Kevin Owens. Because oh, yeah. I heard they tear the house down. We're watching it right now. Um, NXT, man, is another kind of USWA-like because it's in a smaller studio. You know, The one thing I wish that I like about NXT and ROH is you don't get the as many stupid backstage vignettes. Oh, yeah, people. Yeah talking to someone like they don't see the camera there 
and everything like that, and then it ends up looking like an extremely bad SNL skit that that aren't funny either because yeah. you can tell sometimes they're reading off cards and the bad acting you know it's good that these two shows are emphasizing wrestling mm-hmm. not entertainment it's not just entertainment it's not just a three hour show nothing pisses me off more than you know wanting to watch raw wanting to watch wrestling and they come out and they talk for thirty minutes. Yeah, those twenty the minute first promos, thirty man. minutes of yeah, the show. First thirty minutes. Well, yeah, and that's that's you the know? Triple H booking, and that that pisses me off to no end. You know, start start the damn show out with a match, surprise somebody for once. You know, but I can I, you know, I can tell you like at least if not if if not the first thirty minutes, the first twenty, ten, fifteen, somebody's gonna walk out and cut a promo right at the front of the show. Yep. You know? That's yeah. guaranteed. It is a guarantee. You know, and, and it's just like, uh, and why don't you do something different? You, you know? know, and throughout the show, you're st- you have three hours, but yet you're seeing the same people. You're always seeing the authority. Mm-hmm. You're always seeing Seth Rollins, and and which that should be. You sh- you know you should see your champion. The champion like, should take up the most uh, time. We're gonna sit. We're gonna set up this angle at the front of the show. And then we're going to remind you about this angle every 30 minutes during the show. Yep. 30, 15. Every, yeah, every time we go to commercial break, we're going to show you a replay of what <laughs> yep. happened at the front of the show. Exactly. And then at the end of the show, we're going to show you another replay of what happened at the front of the show. Because you forgot about it. You've been watching wrestling for three hours now. <laughs> well, I'll say this, this. This past week on Raw, John Cena put in yet another amazing match. He's really, these past couple of months... His matches have been awesome. Yes, and the great match was Cesaro. Yeah, and you know, did you hear about the what they had to do in that match? Apparently, Cesaro was hitting European uppercuts, mm-hmm. and they had to black the screen out because then he gave, he gave John Cena double fingers, yeah. gave yeah. double middle fingers. He stone cold him. Yeah, and then, uh, but amazing match between those two guys, yeah. which is great because it shows emotion, you know. But it got blacked out by. The Somebody. PG era, so. yeah, exactly. But yeah. you know, it, and they 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 need to be able to, they need to be able to show that emotion without well, showing t- the finger. Maybe I can see blurring it o- over time. Yeah, but yeah, you know, yeah. you can't do that on short notice like that. Well, you gotta it, black the screen. It, out. it tells a story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's one thing WWE's gotten away from the ring. To me, at least, they don't tell as many good stories. You know, no. it's all, it's all just get to it as fast as you can. Don't go over your time. And there's no, but without, with the exception of John Cena, and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, right now you you know you're not you you want a match to develop, start slow, get going, then finish, and all, tell a story in between. All the stories are being told on the mic. Yeah, that's taking yeah. up yeah. Yeah. the time. And you know you can tell a story with a match. You know, you can tell a story with a match by watching NXT. Right. Whoever's booking NXT, whoever's writing NXT. Needs to be writing main roster stuff. Needs to be well, that's booking main I think that's stuff. one of the problems with Raw is there's too many there's too many hands in the pot. Yeah, they 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 have way too many writers. They have they way have too a many room th- of thirty writers. They don't for that's each show exactly, and that's why these stories are convoluted yeah. and overdone. And you know, there's not only is there all these writers, but there's all these agents mm-hmm. for the matches, and you know, it's it's not like the territory days where you had your booker, and then you had the owner of the territory. Yeah. And it was that simple. That's why you got better stories from the territories. Mm-hmm. Agreed? Agreed. And then now looking at it, you, you can always read how the uh, 
the script is being rewritten, you know, four or five times. And, you know, by the time the show starts, they still don't have the ending decided on. Right, I, right. I went to a SmackDown in Birmingham was backstage. They rewrote the script four times while I was backstage. Yeah. And that's a problem WCW had that, you know, didn't help them out at all is they didn't know what they were doing the night before. And it seemed like I remember Chris Jericho, when he came over to the WWE, and he walked backstage, he's like, man, this is how a company should be run because yeah. WCW was nothing but pandemonium. I mean, it the was in inmates the inmates running the asylum. It, yeah, exactly. And back then, WWE, I think, had clear planned storylines for their workers, mm-hmm. and WCW did not. It was like, hey, Kevin, what should we do tonight? I don't know. Let's have Hulk Hogan pin me, and then we'll... Have him poke me, I started, pin me, and I'll, he'll win the belt from me. Oh, saw, yeah, that's a I great saw, idea. <laughs> <laughs> I started going back in retrospect and watching Nitros and, and WCW pay-per-views back in the day. I, wa- I started watching uh, WCW um, Clash of the Champions back and forth between um, it was War Games and then before War Games there was another pay-per-view. I forgot what it was, but I watched... I watched that little like four or five month segment of WCW stuff, right. and it was when Hogan and the Dungeon of Doom were going at it, and they brought yeah, in yeah. Andre, they brought in Andre the Giant's son, the Giant, which we all know he's not Andre the Giant's son, you know. But they were trying to put him over as Andre the Giant's son, and you know he was going into the Dungeon of Doom and going after Kevin Sullivan and all this other crap and everything. And, you know, it led into, you know, war games and all this other stuff and everything. At that point, anything on the main event was dwarfed by the wrestling that was going on in the mid-card and the undercard. Yeah, I mean, at that point. Well, in that point, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin was on their mid-card, right? No. Brian Pillman, was he up there yet? Pillman, Pillman was on there because that was when he was. Pillman was on there with the four horsemen. Yes, Pillman was on there. Pillman, it was, uh, it was right around the angle where uh, Pillman was. And I, t- I, I'll tell you this too: uh, the war, the war games. I think it was ninety-five or ninety-six pay-per-view. Whichever one has uh, the, the Dungeon of Doom versus the Hulkamaniacs, right, right, uh, as the main event. Watch that pay-per-view. The opening match is one of the best matches I've ever seen these two guys have. It was Brian Pillman and Johnny B. Bad. And it went into like a double overtime sudden death because they were just knocked down, drag out, wrestling one another. And, I mean, it, yeah, Pillman, Pillman turned heel a couple of times in the match and was doing some underhanded stuff, but it was a wrestling match. They were trying to get their wrestling over. Right. And they got it over. It was an awesome match with an awesome finish. It was a surprise finish too, and I'm not going to spoil it for you. You guys, <laughs> you guys that are listening, you will look it up too. It's it's Fall Brawl. It's 95 or 96, you know, and look it up. It's it's uh, whichever one is uh, has you know Hulk Hogan and his guys going against um, the Dungeon of Doom and you know Kevin Sullivan and all of them, and that's in the main event. But the first match. Is Johnny B. Bad and Brian Pillman, and I think the match went on for forty-five minutes, legitimately. That's, there's two things that you brought up there. That um, one thing I like about ROH is in that one you have definitive hills mm-hmm. 
and they get booed and get heat. Yeah. And you have definitive faces that get cheers. Yeah. Um, I watched last this week. They had um, is it the addiction? Yeah. The, yeah. Which is um, Kazarian and Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels. Yeah. They're the tag team champions. They had so much heat, and then Okada and uh, Gao come out, mm-hmm. and man, Okada was getting loads of cheers like they call him the rainmaker when he comes out people were making it rain on him with dollar bills <laughs> and it, it was so cool looking but the heels were getting heat you know they're not the cool heels and you know that's merch sales i hate the fact that heels have merchandise you can buy because that means they're not going to get heat no yeah. it doesn't exactly mean they're not going to get heat it means well, if i don't want cool you know, heels you, well you got to make money somehow and i i understand that and i and i'll counter your you know definite heel versus definite face with this. Um, when I first started wrestling, uh, we started the NEW promotion over in West Memphis. We didn't have faces or heels. You pretty much chose who you wanted to cheer for, and that was it. There was, and you know, people had me as their favorite, people had other people as their favorite, and they were cheering or whatever. And over time, People decided on their own who was a face and who was a heel. We were never really cheating or raking eyes or right, anything right. like that. And then finally, like I think after like the first year of doing that, Ken goes, "Okay, we're turning y'all loose. Y'all do whatever the hell y'all want to do now, <laughs> you know." And you know, you're a face, you're a heel, you're a face, you're a heel. And then he, you know, he 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 paired us up in faces and heels and stuff like that. And that's when everybody started getting into it more, right. you know. And it was funny because he always wanted to keep the guys in the school face and always wanted to act like they were the unit of the group. And, you know, oh, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us and stuff like that. I was the first one to turn heel. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but you, you weren't a cool heel, right? I was not a cool heel. I was a bully heel. Good. That, I and picked I, on the little guy. <laughs> I just, you know, and you can blame... Which I'm six foot two. Everybody's shorter than I am. So. And you can blame <laughs> you can blame the NWO, I think, for that because they kind of started the whole cool heel thing. Like the NWO was not made to get any sort of cheers. They were meant to get massive heat right. to get the WCW stars over. Yeah. And then people, you know, they they needed a change in wrestling, and that's what they got. They just the the NWO thing got it didn't get old quick. It took to, it took a while to get old. It got out of hand quick. It got out of, it hand, got out of hand quick, <laughs> cool. but it didn't. It didn't get old quick. You know, you were always tuning in, seeing. You know, you were interested in what was happening because you had to see what was going on. Because it was just like every week they were doing something different, right? You know, so but over time, they had done so much in such a in such a short period of time that you finally got tired of seeing like them beating everybody up. You know, right. And, you know, they talk about that on the Monday Night Wars stuff, you know. Yeah. Now, the the other thing you brought up um, was when you talked about a um, double overtime. I, I kind of want time limit brought back to matches. Announced yes. time limits. Like, you I know, want a TV title. A TV title? Well, you have that. You have the U.S. title and you have the Intercontinental title. Maybe. But what happens if Cena can't show up and defend the, defend the title? Well, what happens if uh, Cena's like overseas on a tour or something? Or uh, that's why you have the other or one. Ryback's, you know, you know, on a tour over in Japan. Now and we got uh, Cena on the other side of the planet in Europe and everything. Okay, let's we do need a TV title. And the reason the TV title you have at least you have at least one title defense guaranteed 
every show. That now yeah, every that, TV that would show. be now. How about this? What if, let's say, uh, let's say Kevin Owens wins the U.S. title, and for some reason Cesaro wins the IC title. How would you feel about a unification match between those two for to unify those belts? To unify which ones? U.S. and IC. U.S. and IC. Like they did before already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think it'd be. I, a, I think it'd be a bad idea. I think I, I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind them unifying those titles and then bringing in a TV title. I honestly, I honestly, so you still have two mid card right. titles. I honestly, and you know, it, there there might be a happy medium here, or not, there might not be, but I honestly think they're suffering from not having enough titles right now. Um, I mean, you look at what they used to have. They used to have European hardcore cruiserweight, you know, all that stuff, you know. I think if they just added one more title right now, I think it would actually bring morale up in the locker room. It would give other people a chance to fight. It would give the mid-carders, the guys, you know. You I, know, don't know I don't know what, what if United States title and, and, and Intercontinental title are actually considered mid-card titles anymore. I, I really think don't. The, right, right. the U.S. title I has think, been elevated here recently. Yeah. I mean, for oh, yeah. a while there, it was not good for that title at all. Yeah. I think somebody heard right. me ranting. So, and, yeah. <laughs> it, let's, say, let's say they brought back the um, – let's say they brought in a TV title. I know who I would want to see as the first TV title champion. I would want Kofi Kingston. Dan, who would you want? I'd like to see a really good technical wrestler take it and, you know, have really good, you know, technical wrestling matches and bring bring the best out, you know. But at that's the same time, you got to the Intercontinental title like, is for. Well, not really. Not really. That's what the tradition of the, the title is. The tradition of the title. That's, yeah. Sorry. Uh, the tradition of the title doesn't matter. Just like the knowledge, <laughs> <laughs> or King of the Ring. We're coming back to that again. Oh God. Um, anyway, but no, you know, with with the TV title, the whole thing around the TV title was the TV time limit. You know, you had twenty minutes. Yeah, to yeah. Win I would love. I'd, I'd love to hear that. And so. this match is for one fall and is set for a twenty-minute time limit. Yeah, right. That would be. I'd love to hear that again. Bring that. Bring that time limit back. Bring. Bring the TV title back. You Th- know? And that way, in the match, you get like the five minutes remaining. Yeah. Or two minutes remaining. Exactly. And then you've got guys actually trying to go for a pin or a submission or something in the last, you know, three, four, two right, minutes right. of the match, <laughs> instead of this, you know. and they're trying to see how far you know they can beat the hell out of each other but i mean that's just a little side rant for me you know the tv title no (laughs) that was a good rant we're gonna Uh, take a quick break here um stick around we will be right back welcome back to the oversell podcast uh guess I did something rude there before we went to break. I asked Dan a question and didn't, yeah, get didn't let me answer it. <laughs> didn't let him answer So, like I've I said, had, I've had I would... 30 minutes to stew over it now. I, <laughs> I would put, if they recreated a TV title or something, I would put it on Kofi Kingston just for his longevity with the WWE. You know, he works hard and everything. Dan, get to it. Yeah. I'd, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. Uh, you know, Kofi would be a good one to put it on. Um... God, I wish I wish like you know more Justin Gabriels and Evan Bournes were around. Yeah, know? yeah, and yeah. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, Adrian Neville. At Neville would be good. Dolph mm-hmm. Ziggler would I be. I thought a- Neville. Speaking of Evan Bourne, he's in Ring of Honor. Yeah, under yeah. his uh, real name. Yeah, Matt Seidel. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mike, 
I I would go with Cesaro. Yep. I just it'd be great to see him defend the title. Every you know, week. Cesaro it just seems like he just can't catch a break here lately. Yeah. And I would you know uh with kid being out on injury and god man what a gruesome surgery scar oh, that yeah. was did I, you guys see yeah, that yeah i saw it and i um, never want to see it again yeah that was hideous it's uh, gonna haunt my dreams that's you know and i certainly hope he recovers quicker but i think they put him out for like 14 months yeah that's what they originally said and uh you know with that that ends their tag team of course oh yeah but you know i would love to see the what was the tag team with him and um, Jack Swagger? Jack Swagger. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that tag team come back. And, and Swagger even like tweeted something about that. Mm-hmm. He, Swagger was on Raw this yeah, week. He he tweeted something like, you know, I think Cesaro needs a new tag team partner or something. Exactly. And Bring him and Zeb back, man. Bring him back. I love that tag give team. Dutch, I give I'm, Dutch something else to do. I, oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I enjoy Jack Swagger in matches. I, did I really like Jack Swagger, and it sucks he hasn't gotten anything since that uh, dreadful title run back when he cashed in on Money in the Bank. But mm-hmm. man, I even like him on the mic a little bit, especially when they put him with Coulter and they were doing the whole um, Tea Party radical, real American, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, the people. Yeah, that was that was some good mic work. I mean, he what everything he said was quick and to the point, and that, they didn't have him lingering over the mic, and they said Coulter, get this guy over as a heel. Yeah. And that tag team was what got was what started getting Cesaro over when they started kind of unleashing him a little bit yeah. and letting him do his giant swing stuff and you know the different power moves he was doing and stuff. So I mean, I hope they do. You know, I think it's an opportunity to uh, keep him in the tag team division and and you know refresh a old gimmick there and uh, start over again with uh, the Americans or what? What was the name of that tag team? Uh, the, oh, no, what was, oh, God, now I can't think of it. <laughs> we the People, of course. Yeah, um, they did the We the People thing, but what was the name of the tag team? I can't remember it. That doesn't, or did they even have a tag team? I don't know. <laughs> uh, man, if you're listening to us and you can, please tell us on Twitter. We're going to look it up. Uh, <laughs> but this yeah, isn't live, so you're not going right. to. Yeah, we're not we'll, doing we'll it. Well, I want to be. You know, what? <laughs> you know what? I don't look it up because I want to be told how much of a dumbass I am on Twitter. There you go. So if you know the name of the Cesaro and Jack Swagger tag team, yeah. we could look it up. Yeah. We're going to be lazy. Derek's a dumbass. I'm not. <laughs> I'm the one that just asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to look it up because I don't want to be proven wrong. Well, well you know, that, that, that happens. But... um. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you would think we're a anyway, professional podcast. Yeah, but, really. But yeah, it'd be great. That'd be a great run. You know, it, yeah. You just know. the real Americans. The real, real Americans. Americans. Okay. okay. Yeah. Well, you don't have to tell us how much of a. You can still call us a dumbass on Twitter, but still yeah. rate us five stars <laughs> on iTunes and give us a good review. But the best part is Cesaro wasn't American. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, he but he he uh, joined the right side um, uh, of that movement and. It was it was great for a while. Zeb, yeah. man, I, I and love. they got over. Yeah, yeah, they got over something fierce. I've just never liked Swagger. I've always thought he's just boring. I, he can wrestle though. He can. I mean, he can yeah, he's got some wrestle. talent. He can, in, you know, <clears throat> with uh, it is. It's just a shame. It it it's messed up that kid got injured. You know, and I didn't even. 
there's cell phone video of how he got injured, and I just can't. I on the cell phone video that I saw, it was just too over. You know, I don't know if the contrast was off or what when they took the video that day. But I know, I know the WWE lighting. If you take pictures from way back, it kind of looks messed up when oh, yeah. when the camera comes <laughs> and you know you actually develop the pictures. Right. Right. And I think that happened with the cell phone video that I saw because I couldn't really tell. And I know it was on a muscle buster. Everybody swears yeah, it was a freak accident. Yeah, yeah. And there's so. no heat on Joe from what yeah. I've read. That, yeah, um, that's what he, WWE even says. They, you know, it's just an accident that it's happened. A freak accident. No, yeah. Nobody could have done anything about it. Yeah. So hope uh, speedy recovery. Yeah, kid, tight, you know. and, and you know this is gonna. This is if he comes back from this injury, man, he could come back as a major heel. Like, where were you when I was recovering? Right. And and it may instantly makes Cesaro a big baby face or. Mm-hmm. Cesaro could become a heel, and Tyson Kidd shows up, and where were you and to help that me? that in itself would be one hell of a title feud for an Intercontinental or a U.S. title. I oh, yeah. completely yeah. agree. And that guess who's, in itself. And, and uh, apparently, um, like, there's a big spot coming up on uh, Total Divas. Mm-hmm. Natalia brings in some sort of dominatrix, and apparently... <laughs> He, like Tyson Kidd gets so upset of it, he just leaves the room. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that's how he got injured. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the real story. Maybe Natalia went a little too rough on him, and he didn't say banana right or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> or the Flugerkin hymen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. <laughs> All right. Uh, few episodes ago, actually, it's probably been longer than that because we've been doing this longer than I mm-hmm. remember now. Had the Mount Rushmore question. I believe it came from Papa Joe. You know, you had your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. I want to return to that, but instead of wrestlers this time, let's talk managers. Yeah. Who would be your Mount Rushmore, you know, four managers that should be up there? Managers. Off the top of my head, the first name that comes to my mind is Jimmy Hart. Mm -hmm. And um, if you've seen... He was the second one for me. If you've seen... um, Memphis Heat, the true story of Memphis wrestling. You know, he wanted to be that kind of guy that rubbed things into your face but wasn't the guy that did it. We did it. We did it. And he's holding the title. But, you know, Lawler was the guy that won it, but he's the guy getting in your face. And that's, right. yeah. to me, that's what a manager does. Um, a manager adds a good psychology to the match. Jimmy Hart does. It's an I hated Jimmy Hart even when he was managing Hulk Hogan. Well, <laughs> <laughs> how could you not with the whistle and the, the megaphone? megaphone and, and, uh, oh, my God. Um, Dan, give us a name. Uh, I'm gonna pick the obvious one, my friend Bruno. Well, yeah, that's that's. You know. Who we're interviewing next week, by the way. Yes, yes, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, downtown Bruno is just another guy that got under your skin. Yeah, he was just he was an. I think of him as uh, his wrestling character as an annoying tick. Yeah, you just can't get the son of a bitch to go away. Can't get him to go away, <laughs> and he. He just he knew and he's on the show next week, so good luck getting oh, yeah. him to go away. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about Bruno, the character here. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He's just he to me. He's gonna and I'm gonna. I'll be. I'll sure he, I tell him this, but to me, he's probably one of the greatest heel managers to work the Memphis territory and to work. I think all territories. I I really and I'll I'll I'm gonna pick his brain on this, but I would really like some honest info out there of anybody who has worked for WWE longer than he has. Cause I, think, I, think, I can think of one person off the top of my head. Who's that? Howard Finkel. 
Howard Finkel's been at every WrestleMania. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's and of course Vince. Well, and yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he Howard <laughs> Howard's probably got him by not uh, it can't be but five or six years. By by yeah, five or six years. But you know and I get I get the point you're making. Yeah. Long term employee. Long but been in the wrestling business over thirty years. Yep. Oh yeah. Wrestling yep. business itself over thirty years. Yeah, actually, um I looked up his first promo mm-hmm. um and i I can't wait to tell him this. His first promo was on my fifth birthday, November 8th, 1986, oh. when he made his debut in <laughs> nice. CWA. Nice. Can't wait to tell him that because I, I think that's just really cool. Because I think that's around the time Dad started wa- getting, sitting me down and watching CWA mm-hmm. on, uh, not that I can remember when I, something from when I was five years old, but I, I think Dad was when he started pushing me to start watching wrestling with right. him on Channel 5. And, you know, it, it, that's what that's why Channel 5 always brings back fond memories because – <clears throat> you know, USWA and CWA. Mm-hmm. My dad would take, we'd watch wrestling on Saturdays, and on Monday we'd be in the Mid South Coliseum, and it's something I always got to do with my dad. Yeah, and and we always had a good time. And it sucks that a lot of Memphians now, father and sons, can't have that. Yeah, together time. Yeah, I mean, I, if I had a, son, had a son in Memphis, wrestling had a resurgence like that, he would not be missing a match. Yeah. I mean that uh, back in the day that was the thing here in Memphis, yep. you know, and you know it's just bad that it, you know we no longer have a Saturday morning show here in Memphis. You know? uh, I think now I think um, M E W does have is is what they do it, have, but it's only a Saturday local show. But yeah, it's it's on the local channels. It's not on cable. So. They and uh, if you're listening to this near Memphis, um, they are having a show saturday july 4th i think it starts at 5 p.m doors open at 4 30 uh 40 50 north watkins out in millington alan still will be wrestling friend of the program get out there and go check them out i think they do a show it's not actually it's tomorrow night it's friday night they do a show every other friday mm-hmm. out at north watkins get out there and see him alan still is a friend of the show go root for him alan is awesome yep let's get back to the mount rushmore managers mike you're up my first pick was Bobby Heenan. Bobby Heenan, you know. It's the greatest of all time. Yeah, well. And he managed probably everybody that ever wrestled at some point. That was back in the day when managers had multiple clients. And I wish, you know, they kind of teased that with Vicky Guerrero when she was was managing Dolph. And then, and they should have done it. They tried to do it again with Paul Heyman. And they should do it. I don't know what's stopping them. Maybe they don't, you know, I guess that's less time for... John Cena, Seth Rollins, and Triple H to be on the show to have Paul Heyman out there multiple right. times. <clears throat> yeah, but I, you know they need more managers and matches because it adds something to the match. Yeah, it's something you have to be wary of. Like, uh, you know, you have to watch for them tripping a wrestler at the ropes. You know, handed something. <clears throat> you know, handing the foreign Just objects handing like it, yeah. brass knuckles or the chain around. You know, yep. it's the powder in the eyes. You know, yeah, right, right, right. <clears throat> Uh, Mr. Fuji, I think you'd have to have on there. Mr. Fuji, yeah. Manage Yokozuna. You know, he didn't speak a lick of English, but, you know, he was a guy, he was that constant threat around the ring that mm-hmm. you had to worry about. And you know, he wasn't, wasn't he involved also with the Oriental Express? Oriental, yeah. Orient Express. Orient Express. Orient Express. Yeah. Express. Um, Berserker? I think so. I think um, so. That sounds. I think so. Yeah. And he was just another one of those guys that had multiple clients. Yeah. Um, I think I know another one that needs to be said. I'm going to move to you, Dan, for it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. <laughs> well, I feel like well, yeah, man out. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you, you. 
Oh God, I'm I, I'm I'm drawing a blank now. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I I assumed you would say J.J. Dillon. Oh well, yeah. that's not even who I was thinking oh, okay. he was going to well, say. But go well, ahead. Yeah, J.J. Dillon. J.J. Dillon would have to yeah. be on there. Um, J, you know, four horsemen. Yeah. That's really all that needs to be said. <laughs> right. Yeah. He managed pretty four. much it. <laughs> what else do you need? I mean, he man he he did manage uh Arn and Tully when they were in uh WWE's the Brain Busters. The Brain Busters. Yes. Yeah. He did manage them while they were there. And, you know, for you know, all the years that he spent out in front of the camera managing, I mean, he spent, you know, three times as many years behind the camera. Yeah. <laughs> you know, telling people what to do, how to act and, you know, booking booking agent for WWE for many years. So, you know, I got to ride in the car with him and hear all those stories. That was <laughs> awesome. And that's why I figured you would say him. <laughs> I, you know, I thought we were thinking WWE here, but, uh, you know. Give me another one, Mike. I really have to say Paul Heyman. Yeah, that's that's who I thought years. was going to yeah. be said next. I mean, the Dangerous Alliance. Mm-hmm. You know, he worked, he's, he worked in every territory, and he just kind of lucked his way into him. Like, I think uh, – Back in Georgia's Southern Championship Wrestling, he just walked in the production meeting, and Dusty Rhodes was like, "What are you doing in here, baby? This is the production <laughs> meeting. You can't be in here." He's like, "I'm just trying to learn wrestling." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're not trying to get the inside story or anything? No, I just want to learn production of wrestling shows. Well, come on in, baby. We'll get down, sit down here and have mm-hmm. just be quiet and don't say anything. And yeah, and uh, you know, from that he he went to AWA, mm-hmm. and he just he was the only guy that would stick around afterwards and cut more promos. AWA, CWA, w- WCW. He was part of one of the coolest gimmicks in the Mid South Coliseum, and that's when Jerry Lawler lost a hair match mm-hmm. because um, Tommy Wildfire, Rich, and Austin Idol pulled a swerve on him. Yeah, and he was the guy collecting hair and putting it in a plastic Ziploc bag, mm-hmm. and people like. You could see a dude try to climb up in the ring, and I guess the security guards. There like, was you a don't, riot. You don't want to do that, out. man. Yeah. You do not want to do that. You get in the ring with them, you're gonna get hurt. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Climb back down, but you know, he got that was an iconic moment in Memphis wrestling because Lawler doesn't lose hair matches, and yeah. there he is in the ring with a chain wrapped around him, and like Austin Idol and Tommy Rich are just Austin Idol's flexing, mm-hmm. and he's just ri- just keeps it going and antagonizes anybody and. There was legit a riot that night in the Coliseum. Legit. Right. And you and can't they, they had to run from the cage to the back and were getting followed by just about everybody in the Coliseum <laughs> to the back with <laughs> chairs getting thrown and you name it getting thrown at them. I mean, it's it, it, you it's on it's it's on YouTube, you know. So you right. listeners out there, you can look it up and you can see just how heated Memphis wrestling was. I mean, it 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 was a huge part of the history of Memphis. It really was. And I always like going back and seeing that cell phone that yeah, Paul had. Brick oh, cell yeah. phone. That would all, and at, at some point it seemed like he just like, maybe he lost that phone and he just had like a cheap wireless phone that he played off <laughs> as a cell phone. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it, but man, Paul Heyman is one of the best promo guys going right now. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Brock Lesnar doesn't even have to do a thing yeah, on he, the mic. He sells the entire match. And that's it, amazing. Yeah. That... It, it it just blows my mind how good of a promo he is, and um, we need a million more buy rates. Send Paul out to do a promo. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to go into ECW for this next one. Bill Alfonso, he hmm. he got the job done. <laughs> he yeah. was awesome. You know, how many Van Daminators did he set people up for? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for the chair. But, ow, <laughs> I'm holding that chair right and, there. <laughs> you know, he was part of kind of a conspiracy of getting 
wrestlers signed to WCW. Mm-hmm. And he got a lot of heat about that. And uh, I think it was him and Todd Gordon and Eric Bischoff. Mm-hmm. And they made it prove, they made him, they put him in a match with Beulah to prove his worth to ECW. And they went out and they had a hellacious match. Bill Alfonso had a face of crimson. Mm-hmm. I mean, him and Beulah beat the hell out of each other. Mm-hmm. And, and with that match, Bill Alfonso earned his trust back with Paul Heyman in the ECW locker room. Mm-hmm. Dan, any more? Uh, I'm, uh, I know there's at least one more. Um, I would like to put Elizabeth up there. I wouldn't. She was a valet. I wouldn't but consider yeah, her a manager. Yeah. She wasn't. What really, about Freddie Blassie? I'll tell you one that deserves to be up there. Twofold, sensational Sherry. Yeah, she. You that. know, I liked her. I thought her best stuff was with Harlem Heat. Myself. Yeah. But she had she had a lot of good stuff going on with Macho Man. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, and I think did she do was she with Shane Douglas in ECW too? Yes, yes. Or is that she did? Yeah. she was Shane Douglas. She was with Shane Douglas in ECW. She did it. She did a few things in ECW, and uh, I think she ended up getting pile driven by Shane Douglas. It didn't would, she? It wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me in ECW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she had Harlem Heat and was running around with Colonel Rob Parker for a boyfriend for oh, a while. Yeah. That was hilarious. I remember watching that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was something special. I, she, yeah. Um, Mike? But, uh, out of everybody we've named, I mean, we're just kind of going on a list of yeah. some of the greatest I mean, ones now. But like, there's it, so if, many. Who, who would, just out of the people we've oh, named, okay. who would you have? Mine? Who are your four? Uh, Paul Heyman, Jimmy Hart, Downtown Bruno. Man. <laughs> That's only four. It's only four. And JJ Dillon, I mean Jesus. Yeah, can we just make an eight-man Mount Rushmore? Because <laughs> I'd have to have Heenan on mine. Yeah, absolutely uh, have to. Oh yeah, yeah. It's if mine's a five-person Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, it's my show. I can do whatever the hell yeah. I want to do. I, um, yeah, Heenan, and uh, Heenan. Heenan was just so quick-witted and could say anything. Just and he got heat. Oh yeah, legitimate heat. Yeah, and so you know someone else who I think was underrated as a manager, Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't put her on the Mount Rushmore, but yeah. she was when it, when it comes to a heel manager, she did exactly what well, you know was supposed to do. The best way she got heat was a total accident. She forgot her lines, screams out "Excuse me," and the crowd's like, "Oh man, what uh, the hell, boo!" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then the next night, an agent was like, "Hey, can you do that? Bo- excuse me, excuse thing, me again? thing again? That 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 seemed to work and." You know, it's just it's an it's like yes it turned into her thing. Yeah, it's like it's like the yes movement. Yeah, but just, I'd say in the last ten years, she's probably gotten the most heat of yeah anybody. I mean, inst- whenever she heard that, whenever you heard that, excuse me from the back, instantly. Oh yeah, she so made, much heat. She on made it. me Eddie, turn the I channel. I think Eddie Guerrero <laughs> would be so proud of the heat she could pull. Oh god, oh, yeah. absolutely. Just by just by saying excuse me, mm-hmm. because I mean there was times where. You couldn't hear what she was saying because she was getting booed so loud. Right. I that, and that was part of the reason why I turned the channel when she come out. Oh, right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I just can't. There, there does come a point when the heat goes overboard, and then she would like wait for it to go overboard, and then try to push it even more for far overboard. Oh you yeah. Know? She'd sit there and do excuse me's for like five minutes. You know. I said excuse me. Exactly, and you know I can't. I can't watch that. <laughs> now, did you ever happen to meet her backstage? 
Uh, no, oh, I didn't. That would have been cool. I, I, I saw her cool. backstage, but I didn't get to meet her. I didn't get to talk to her or anything like that. I didn't get the opportunity. So you know, I if I would have ever gotten into pro wrestling, I think I would have gone in more and trained as a manager because mm-hmm. I just I think I could be I could I would I think you'd, I'd have more fun as a manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just because I can get out there and I w- I would be a heel manager. Mm-hmm. Um. I had more fun throwing people around. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> that's just me. To every different person, you know, I could have been, I could have been your manager. I like beating people. <laughs> there you go. I like being able to throw this guy you know, across the to, ring. I came, I came up with an angle a long time ago with a buddy that was trying to train to become a pro wrestler. Like, dude, I could be your manager. And here's our gimmick: I come out and I just cut the most scathing promo on the guy you're wrestling to where you get your ass beat and then I run away. <laughs> He's like, that sounds horrible for me. I'm like, yeah, but. Just think, like when the crowd finally, when I, when they finally get their hands on me, and start beating my ass. Right. Oh my God! Whoever that baby, baby face is, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'd be insulting their mothers and stuff like that to get the most cheapest yeah, heat yeah, possible. You pulling in like old Dudley promo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe not, not oh that insane. God. Not that insane. Let's not. Let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dan. Uh, wrong kind of heat. Tell me, uh, did you get done with your? I've pretty much agreed with him. Only on everything. Have okay. Yeah. All right. I I've got to have got to have uh, Heenan, got to have Heyman, got to have Dylan, and Bruno, of course. Um, but you know, you know, it, Memphis just had so many great heel managers. Man. Yeah. Who was who was what was the name of the guy that managed the Moon Dogs? I forgot his name. Silence. Boom, 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 Cornette didn't manage him at one point, did he? That's no. another manager yeah, we could have named. Forgot. Oh, my Holy God. Hell. James. Well, that's e. my fifth face. <laughs> Cornette. <laughs> James E. Cornette, man, that dude, what, he was just another one of those guys that knew how to draw instant heat. Oh, God, yeah. And all he had to do was buy a big, colorful suit, mm-hmm. say a couple of quick words, and you hated the guy. Tennis racket. The tennis racket, and you, did you know sometimes he would load a horseshoe in there? Yeah. Just to, because like, if people really got, you know, the crowd started really going for him, one hit with a horseshoe and a mm-hmm. tennis racket, and you're going to go loopy for a couple of uh, minutes there. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, just getting hit with a tennis racket, period, and the fun. There was a manager, he would wear sunglasses, and he had like the Johnny Carson Babaloo. The Grand Wizard. The Grand Wizard. Yes. Another great manager. Yes. Man, there's just this is a subject we'll have to come back to another time just to get like a uh maybe a miniature Mount Rushmore that you can yeah. put on your desk <laughs> or something. Uh there was Oliver Humperdink too. Oh my god. And like um Bam Bam Bigelow came out and was managed by him on a pay per view I was watching and he turned heel on that pay per view. And actually, like, did a headbutt off the top rope to Oliver Humperdinck. <laughs> well, and here's another name, Captain Lou Albano. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's just managers upon managers. Well, there there was back, that was back in the day. Yeah. And it, it just sucks that, look at all these colorful characters we named, and the WWE doesn't, has one manager. Yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's all they had, in, you know. You had, and he's not a manager, he's an advocate. Yeah, he's yes. a, and <laughs> Natalia's not a manager. For I would consider Barack Lesnar. I would not consider Natalia a manager. She's no. more like a valet. Unfortunately, even though she's not the WWE. 
Nah, she's a wrestler. She ain't no wrestler. Right. But she's not the WWE Divas champion, even though she should be, because she's your best diva on the roster. I said it again. Ten weeks straight, I think I've said that. <laughs> and yet the WWE still doesn't want to listen to me. Yeah. I think they're not listening to you. It's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> WWE, listen to us. Oversellpodcast.com. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Bruno can share it with some of the boys backstage. Maybe. Maybe Triple H. He can share it with Triple H. And yeah. Maybe Triple we'll, H will assist. Maybe like we'll this. raise some eyebrows. This is some, oh, yeah. this is some This is some weird-ass shit. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kick all face. three of these guys' asses. <laughs> <laughs> shit. They want to put my face on a rock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got a little bit more time. Let's... Let, Let's do a valet, Mount Rushmore. You want to do a valet? Valet, okay. okay. Miss Elizabeth Miss has Elizabeth. to be on there. That's we can all agree on that one. She has to be. She has to. Well, yeah, I'm not arguing with that. The but mega I'm powers. About the next one, I'm gonna say. Um, which, sensational Sherry, or which is she more of a manager? Eh. Sherry was a wrestler, yeah, man. Yeah, she, yeah that's Sherry right, was you're a wrestler right. turned okay. manager. Yeah, no, no, no. Sunny. Some of the bumps okay, that I was she took. Say Sunny, because she could have been manager also. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't put her over as much as a manager, though. I think she. I would put her more in the valet. I mean, she never right. really. Yeah, she played into a few storylines, but she never really made a difference as far as being on the team. You know, None, I think when she the more she. Uh, but when she started coming out with people, it's like they got the push. Yeah, right. You know, they, right. And, her, I mean, I th- and she, she quote got, unquote managed like. Four or five, you know. She did. Boy, did I love seeing her in that LOD 2000 Le- uniform. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> she did the Legion of Doom. She was the Body Donnas. Uh, that's all I could think of. Um, you know, she, and she did a lot of great work in ECW too. Did the uh, the smoking guns. Yeah. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. She came out and managed the God ones. One point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, that was so horrible. <laughs> yeah. Um. Don Marie, we put consider her one of the top valets. Yeah, she was an ECW valet. She, she was, was a, a consider a wrestler when she got to WWE, yeah. wasn't she? Uh, yeah, she did. Uh, she wrestled in matches okay. in WWE. Um, would Sable be considered valet? I consider her a wrestler. Well, she won the WWE women's okay. title. Yeah. So. Well, so did downtown Bruno, but, but he wasn't a wrestler. She started. Let's not start that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that next oh, week. I can't wait to ask I'm him yeah. about her Vena. Yeah, that's... Yeah. You, you that was going to be my number one question. Yeah, <laughs> and he'll love telling you about it. <laughs> uh, Stacy Keebler, I w- she was she was more of a valet. She wasn't. A, I wouldn't nah, consider yeah. her a wrestler. I mean, she when they was... got to WWE, they were all wrestlers. I mean, that's yeah, yeah made they out, made but... them wrestle right. pretty much. Well, but, but, but if she... you watch, if you watch a pay per view, I watched the Invasion pay per view where it was like Keebler and Wilson, Wilson versus Lita and Trish. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't do any wrestling moves. But it was like a bra and panties match. So Still, I mean, they, didn't they didn't do any wrestling moves, and they, didn't and need to. It was they were just match. bumping for <laughs> they were just bumping for uh, Trish and Lita, pretty much. Yeah. Well, Keebler, she was, was a valet for the Dudleys. For I remember while, that. Yeah. And then in ECW, she was Miss Hancock. Yeah, I yeah, think that sounds and, right. And I think she there was uh, what was the name of the enforcers for Vince Russo back in those days? There are two oh. guys in the suits. Um, I don't know. I think she was kind of with Ron them and for Don bit. Harris. I think so. The Harris brothers. Yeah, but they had a different name. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I, the, the name escapes. It was. Me it moment. was. It, it was the right guys. We just don't know what what the gimmick they were using. <laughs> 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 All right, going going back a ways. Where would you put Cindy Lauper? As an as a 
I mean, as she, a rock star, and yeah, I put her up on stage with a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't consider her a valet. She was more of a special attraction. But she was uh, around for a little while. I mean, <laughs> I she played a role. Yeah, I'd teach her how to hit Heath Slater better with <laughs> better with a golden record. Okay, yes, <laughs> it would not yes. cut him open. <laughs> <laughs> That Raw reunion <laughs> stuff, I loved every minute of that. And then yeah, Lita, it was cool. Oh, yeah. Watching Lita go over on him was great. Um, man. So we said Sonny, and we said Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Yeah. Uh, Sherry. What about Luna uh, Vachon? Eh, she's a wrestler though. She didn't have very many wrestling matches though. She was she was she was a champion. I think. Bam Bam Bigelow out. She was a woman's champion. I think. I don't remember her being a champion. Maybe she wasn't. I, I GTS Wolf Mike. <laughs> um, Google that shiznit. <laughs> there, there was. Uh, st- I would consider Stacy Carter a valet. Uh, she was women's cons- champion. Yeah, but she started off. Wasn't and she the first miss- one to reveal her tatas on a WWE pay per view? Wasn't she Miss Madness yep. though? And she came out with Macho Man and Gorgeous George back in WCW. Stacy Carter. Yeah. No. No, that was Molly Holly. That was Molly Holly. That was Molly Holly. Holly. Okay. Yeah. They look a lot alike. Uh, Molly Holly, she was a wrestler. This we could we should just call this like the Divas Mount Rushmore. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's a I have Missy Hyatt was Missy, a, Missy Hyatt was, was a, valet. a valet. Yeah, she, she, yes, she I don't remember her having a wrestling match whatsoever. Yeah, um, and I'm she sure was a valet I'm, for I'm Eddie pretty Gilbert. sure she did an ECW at some point, but we probably weren't watching. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, here's a, this was a uh, woman, woman, yes, woman, with, woman was with straight with up Kevin, a valet with Kevin Sullivan, yes. and Chris Benoit, yes. So I, I would definitely have her up there, yes. So I guess even we in say. WCW with Ric Flair, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Kimberly Page. Valet. She, yeah, valet. she was a valet. Absolutely. Yeah. Now we're just naming valets just because I can't think of really. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's hard to think of a valet that wasn't a wrestler. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Miss Elizabeth, I don't think, had one match ever. No. I don't think so. Um, Sonny had some matches. Um, that's, I, I, that's a I hard I don't remember topic. Sonny having a match. I think she had a couple of matches. Not. Yeah. I'm not saying not many, but... She had to have, especially in ECW. Yeah, she had to have matches then. Yeah, mm. I think her and Don Marie had a good feud. Did you look down up the there. wiki on Luna Vachon? What did that say? Yeah, she had won stuff in other companies, okay. other promotions. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I just I don't consider her a valet. And quite frankly, she scared me a lot as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> and like, oh, and she really, and she scared me as a young adult too because when she um. Uh, managed or valeted for Goldust, man. That was that shit got Ooh. really weird. Yeah. Whoa, that, when Goldust had that heel turn. Yeah. Or that over the top <laughs> heel turn. That turn. It, it was oh. Terry, was, Terry Runnels. Terry. There's another valet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But she wrestled. She wrestled too. She, yeah, but she was more of a valet than she was a wrestler. Dude, I turned on a pay per view from like '98 or '99, and the first match was like a tag team match. And the first team out was the Hardy Boys, managed by Terry Runnels. Mm-hmm. And she comes out, and she's dancing in a short skirt to their music. And I'm like, yeah, this was Attitude Era. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, that was a little eye-opener at the front of the pay-per-view there. <laughs> but, yeah, I, you know, the, over time, there were so many. Hey. Because even Miss Jackie, Jacqueline. 
Yeah, Miss Texas. Well, yeah, we she know was. Her. She was more. Miss Texas was a. She was she, never. Yeah. I would never call her a valet. She I, was a freaking badass when she yes, was here. Yeah, yes. You know? yeah. Um, Stephanie McMahon. I know she won the women's title, but I would call her more of a valet than I would mm. more of a man. Actually, she, I would say she's more of a manager than she was. I would not. Comp- I don't. I, I don't. She's done so much. It's hard to. Yeah, if it. I would cons- I I would say if you've won the women's title, you're not con- you're not in the classification of a valet, really. Okay, is what I would say. So so Hermina <laughs> was not in the classification of a. Now let's not get technical <laughs> here. Hervina and Harvey Whippleman were two separate people. Yes, I'll go on record for that right now. That, <laughs> I can't wait to grill him on that. Yeah, that's going to be hilarious. But I mean, <laughs> if, if it's all about the title, then it's like Miss Elizabeth, Sunny, Sunny. Terry, woman, <laughs> woman, one well, that's only because yeah. she never made it to. I, don't, I think she retired. Tr- yeah, I don't think she, she wanted to be a part of WWE at yeah. that point. Yeah, I think she'd had enough of the wrestling business. And all right, but yeah, I I'm, I think we've named everybody. Pretty <laughs> I, much. I really can't. Yeah, valets. Uh, we need. We do need to. We, we won't do it tonight. We need. We need to do a. Um, I just named Medusa Maselli, but like she was a wrestler. You know, she she was part of the mad team madness. You know, with uh, gorgeous George. Yeah, gorgeous George, Molly Holly, and them. Yeah. So, right. And we need to do it. We'll do this another night. We'll do our divas, right. Mount Rushmore. Yeah. But I, I already <laughs> know women wrestlers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Melina and Alicia Fox will not be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> Greatest match of all time. <laughs> Greatest match of all time. <laughs> Whatever. All right, well, I think we are going to wrap this up. Guys, you got anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah, we should have everybody tweet there. Yeah, yeah give us yeah, 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 yeah. Oversell Podcast uh, on Twitter. Tweet us your Mount Rushmore of valets. And managers. And managers. Uh, it's a the combination great, of them. It's a, well, it's a great discussion just because managers, there's a lot of them right. for a while there. And you have plenty to choose from. If Heenan's not on your list, you lose, though. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> your opinion is invalid. I do have one parting shot here that I need to give, you know. And I might I might go off on a, like a little two or three or five minute rant here for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, I ta- recently talked to a friend of mine who went to a show down in Mississippi. And it was run by a guy who apparently was a 20-year veteran of the sport of independent wrestling and thought that anybody who had less than 10 years in the business needed to shut their mouth and get their ass handed to them by a veteran and was literally telling people this in the locker room. Uh, Number one, if you're a 20-year veteran and I've never heard of you and you have to walk up to me and tell me you've been in the wrestling business for 20 years and I've never heard of you, that's strike one. Okay, easy. <laughs> easy. You're scaring me the way you're looking at me. Right okay, now. Easy. that's strike one. Okay, and secondly, the independent wrestling business is based off of having a show. There is no such thing as a squash match on an independent wrestling show. Squash matches were done back in the '80s and the '90s to get. The real superstars over. You and they're have still done like, today. They're still on the done main, today. on the main shows. The they're main still product. done today, but you back then you had you know Mister Perfect versus Joe Blow. You know, you had Goldberg versus a hundred and something good Joe Blows. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just to get a win. You know, and it was and the enhancement talent did their job. They went out there, 
you know, pretty much put their body on the line for the guys to get their moves over and whatnot. Cough, Brooklyn Brawler, cough. Yes. <laughs> and w- which Brooklyn Brawler is best friends with Bruno. Oh. So we can talk about Brawler next week, too. Yeah. Get him on the show. It's managed by. My whole thing is, don't try to be like WWE. That, that WWE is WWE. Well, and that's TNA's problem right now, too. They're trying to be too much like WWE. And, like, ROH is just being a wrestling company. Mm-hmm. Don't don't copy, you know. It, I, get, I get what you're saying. And, Continue. You know, I'm not going to go to a show in Mississippi or, you know, anywhere else in Arkansas or Tennessee or anything into some little podunk, da- podunk town into some little, you know, gym or whatever and expect to see pyro and all this other crap and everything. I'm not going to expect to see that. If I do see it, some miracle has happened and somebody's actually put money into a wrestling show. So, (laughs) (laughs) But it just kind of irks me when I get these reports back from friends who, you know, they sit in the locker room and they hear these quote-unquote pep talks from these quote-unquote 20-year veterans that are, you know, quote-unquote, you need to shut up and listen to me and do what I say and I, and put me over and ah, la, 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 la. No. If you knew how to work, you would be putting each other over. You're not trying to make yourself look better. You're trying to make the show look better. Everything's about the show. It's not about you. Now, some people will rail on me for this. They got different opinions and stuff like that. I'm not saying that you should go out there and tell every 20-year veteran, you know, fuck you, I'll do it my way. I'm saying pick and choose the people that you listen to because the people that you listen to, sometimes they make sense, sometimes they don't make sense. I had the luxury of traveling with three or four guys the first three or four years I was in the business. So I got to see, you know, who was an idiot and who wasn't. And I've been on the side where I'm a 20-year veteran. You need to do what I say. And that guy hurt me. Or I'll take that back. That guy tried to hurt me. (laughs) And when he figured out he wasn't hurting me and all he was doing was pissing me off, and at the end of the match he had to go and be put in my submission hold, and there's a way (laughs) that my submission hold gets really, really, really quick, then I get a little payback. And I actually had to get payback twice in a row at two separate at two separate instances at the same show. It doesn't matter where it was. It doesn't matter who it was because the show is not even in existence anymore. Right. But my point is show your experience through your work. Don't show it through your mouth. If you want to cut a promo about how good you are in the wrestling business, go get a go get in front of a camera and record it. That's what Don't get in for. the back in front of me and get in my face and tell me you're a 20-year veteran because I'm going to tell you, fuck you. <laughs> if you don't know how to work, I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to owe a fortune to the swear jar. So, yeah. <laughs> it just I have to get that out of no, my no, system. No, 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 no. Right. Yeah, so, no. And, and, and that, you can equate that to anything in your life. If you're you know, any sort of a veteran, show it through your work. And another thing. All you guys that go out there and you know WWE guys, stop calling them and asking them for free tickets. 
Because it's like calling me. I work for Walgreens. It's like calling me and asking me for free drugs. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh by the way, I'm out of Sudafed. Well, you're just no, shit I'm out kidding, of luck. <laughs> you need to go bil- call Billy Bob in Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't think there's any PSE laws down there. <laughs> but anyway, no, that's my rant. I just got to get that out, you know. All right. Because, I mean, there's too many guys... You know, and that that's what that's what the worst part about it is, is like independent wrestling is all about ego. You have to be able to sell yourself. You have to be able to think big of yourself. Right. If you don't think big of yourself, then you know No one else will like nobody else will. And that was the thing about me, I always made it believable. I made it believable that I kicked this guy's ass, made him laid him out in the ring. And cut his hair, which I've done before. <laughs> I made it believable that I laid this guy out and, you know, drug his manager girlfriend in the ring and was about to hit her. And everybody at ringside believed it and <laughs> drug her right back out of the ring. I made it believable. Make it believable. Don't make it where you get your jollies off of it. Because if you're getting your jollies off of it, you're the only one getting your jollies off of it. Make it for the crowd. Don't make it for you. That's my rant. Thank All you. right, guys. Well, get out there and um, <laughs> let's support some local wrestling this weekend if you can. Tomorrow night, 4050 North Watkins Marvel Elite Wrestling. Our friend of the show, Alan Steele's wrestling for them. Um, door opens at 430. Show is at 5. If you are in Arkansas, they have the uh, Jonesboro, Arkansas, the fourth in the forest, Austin Lane in a street fight with Brandon Baxter. That's always a huge show every yeah, year. Yeah, every year. Every I've, year. Hey, that's, I've wrestled in that show. Well, lucky you. I got me and my dad. Took <laughs> I on, haven't. <laughs> me and my dad took on Austin Lane and Sexy Sam Dollar, and we won. Oh wow. I'm undefeated against Austin Lane. We might have to go. We might have to go to Austin Lane's house and find yeah. out, you know, if that's true. But get out there and support local wrestling. Every, and all every Saturday is every are they is NWA Mid South doing a show this Saturday on July Fourth? Um, I'm I, I'm going to say yes, but I'm not sure. Um, y'all go ahead and talk, and I'll look it up right quick. We'll we'll put it on the Twitter account if they're having a show. Um. As we always try to do, and sometimes yes, I forget. Yes, they are having a show. Okay, cool. They're having a tournament, actually. Oh, yeah, they're having that. Is it, it's a, I think it's a Stars and Stripes tournament. Yeah. Wrestling, yeah. the Freedom Cup, yeah. Freedom the Cup. Freedom Cup, yep. $4 on the 4th. Good. Get out there. If you're in the Dyersburg area, because they put on a great show. 7.30 p.m. bell time, Herb Well Trestleplex, 1827 St. John Avenue, Dyersburg, Tennessee. Freedom Cup, Saturday, July 4th. Tickets only $4. Get out, get out there and support local wrestling. Let's end the show with our superstar of the week. Mike, you're up. Seth Rollins. Bray Wyatt. Cesaro. That match with All John right. Cena was great. <laughs> All right, folks. Remember to check us out at OversellPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter. At Oversell Podcast. I am at Shropenuts, S C H R O E P N U T S. At One Dangerous Dan. At WolfMike23. All right, folks. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing. We are out.